And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com, and listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks, made out of bamboo. This week, it's going to be a little different. We had a surprise appearance from a special guest, only had him for a short period of time, about three minutes his name is Colton Sanderson. He's a busy man, but uh, we did get him on for three minutes there. But I am joined by Max Veach, um, Trevor Olson, and our producer, Jack Mason, as always. A um, little bit of a different different week, this little bit of different episode, I should say, um, and week. We're just doing – we don't have a guest. We're just doing predictions for the college slate. We're going to talk some college hockey. We're also going to talk some hockey day in Minnesota. We're going to make our predictions for those games because those games will be on TV. Everyone can watch them. You can uh, you can ride with us or not. Um, and then we're going to talk some NHL. And uh, I did send out a tweet that uh, people – I want people to uh, start messaging me on Twitter or wherever it is. If you're listening, just message me your nail gun of the week's. Um, and candy asses of the week. I want to read them off each week just to see what people are saying. Um, I think it'd be funny to hear from you guys, the listeners, but uh, let's get into the episode here. Let's uh, go over our weekend recap by Beauty Status. And folks, Beauty Status is an authentic Minnesota hockey brand. T-shirts, head covers, stickers for the man cave, flags, polos. They've got it all. Good Minnesota hockey stuff for all the fans out there. Go and check out Beauty Status um, on all socials. Their website is www.beautystatushky.com. Ols, what did you get up to on the weekend? Yeah, uh, as you can see for the viewers and listeners um, that tune in uh, visually, uh, I have a new background. We have officially moved into the new house. Uh, we, we've got our first two nights under our belts. Um, so it's been a lot of moving clothes and things of that nature. Um, yeah, and uh, we also worked on uh, the kitchen. We finally got the appliances all set up. So it looks like we have a kitchen that we can cook in now. Uh, so things are starting to come together. But uh, pretty laid back weekend in regards to everything else, just kind of some house cleaning stuff. Love that. That's uh that's got to be a hell of a feeling moving into your first house, you know, with the, uh, with the fiance, um, pretty life moments you're going through, um, things you'll probably look back on. It's, it's probably actually more of a grind than enjoyment moving in, but you'll look back on it and be like, fuck, that was awesome. But yeah. Uh, yeah. See, the thing is to me is like in all these movies and everything, you know, they're laughing and spraying like fucking whipped cream on each other and they're having a fucking grand old time. And it's just not fucking real. You know, I love, I love my fiance to death. I mean, at, at one point she wanted to grab me by the throat and just tear it out. Like, 
there's just it's, it's not real. It's not really fun. But I hope that we can look back at some point and just enjoy it because it's been it's been kind of a grind. But uh, but yeah, we're getting... yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it'd be funny to. It'd be funny to see this true story. You know, it's like uh, everyone thinks it's your Instagram life. You know, you're taking the pictures like, yeah, this is in the background. Actual real life's like, you fucking kidding me. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) They're they're laughing and they're listening to music and they're throwing cardboard boxes at each other and like having this grand old time. And like Shelby just wants to fucking whack me over the head with a fucking broom or some shit. Oh, it's awful. It's awful, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, Veach, what'd you get up to this weekend? Oh, boy. I was out with the boys on Friday for a little while, came home to find the girl and two of her friends sitting in the living room having a little PowerPoint session where they were sharing all of the dates they've been on recently, and they were power ranking all of these different poor guys that were sitting up there and pointing out all their flaws and nitpicking everything that goes wrong with them. And if I was a single guy and I walked into that, I would have felt the most insecure I've ever been in my life. But as a bystander who was, you know, you know, happily engaged to one of the oh, ladies yeah. there, it oh, was, yeah. it, it was a little bit of fun. I'll admit it. Um, you know, poking a little bit of fun myself, you know, sorry, I, I couldn't stick by my, my fellow guys for the it's entirety always, of it. It's but. always fun. It's always fun. I always think about when people see me walking into a place like, look at this fucking dude. Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, I always yeah. laugh. You know, it's everyone does it. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. You yeah, know, just, it was it was like people, people watching through through the screen yeah. and, you know, through their stories. But uh, yeah, after that, uh, Saturday, got up bright and early, went out with a bunch of the 10K guys. We had a uh, the boot hockey classic at the Excel Energy Center there. There was 12 teams. I think we placed fourth, went undefeated in uh, pool play, and then got our ass kicked uh, in, uh, in bracket play in the next two games there. So uh, we were at a little bit of an unfair advantage in those games. We were playing against, you know, D1 hockey players like you guys that, you know, had signed up for a, a higher division that they ended up canceling just because there were fewer teams that signed up than they had expected. But uh, hell of a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, that led to Sunday. I, I mean, I paid for it. Getting out of bed, the hips were just rough shape. Oh, yeah. I, I could not really move. Like you think that you're sore after skating for a while, but the amount of diggers you take on the ice in boots, because it's nowhere near as easy as skating, in my opinion, you don't have any balance. You're constantly no. just using those hip flexor muscles. It was, a, it was a different world. It was a lot of fun. Was that a, was that a sober venture or... Were you guys having some extra curriculars as well? There was uh, a couple of beers being passed around as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it makes the balance that much harder. When you're playing boot, was it boot hockey or broom boot ball? Hockey. Or, so are you playing with a stick and then um, a tennis ball or a puck? So they had what they called hockey balls. I mean, it's just it's the size of a tennis ball, but it's just hard plastic, basically. But everything yeah. else was you had to wear elbow pads, shin pads. They strongly re- recommended the nut cup. And I would if you go there again, just because so many people are falling. Um, <laughs> I, that have, you can't I, really... have, I have to nowadays. Yeah, you, you know, you've I, got can't to risk, now, yeah. I can't risk the one. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we got we had, you know, most goalies were there in full equipment and, you know, not being on skates, you can't really do any sort of movement laterally. So you were really relying on the the passes between you and some of the other guys out there. It was difficult, but it was a lot of fun. I've always I used to play, you know, 
my, my dad used to put up a rink in my backyard and used to have real life boards from the old rink uh from the rink in East Grand Forks, actually, they they had gotten new boards and we had taken the old ones and my dad put them up in the back and used it as a skate, obviously skated, but my dad was a basketball and football player growing up. So like, he doesn't really know how to skate. So like, he'd always be out there in his boots. So we'd always play boot hockey. And it was honestly some, a lot of the times it was, it was a lot more fun playing boot hockey than on skates because like, yeah. you're all kind of on even ground. You can't really move at all, you know, like, Right. Those games are so much fun. Unless you've got a couple of snipers out there, there's nobody that's a superstar because there's nobody that can skate around anybody. You get to go in a straight line and your momentum carries you there. There's no turn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. I'm jealous. I wish I would have went to that. uh, Wish I would have went to that thing. It was good. I would highly recommend it to anybody that thinks about it next year. You do kind of got to look for it or, you know, scope out their page a little bit because they didn't advertise it very well or like not a ton of places, I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can get in next year, well worth it. That's awesome. Mace, Mace, what'd you get up to this weekend? Um, so on Friday, um, had some boys over, uh, told them we were going to watch the go for hockey game, but I made them watch the Sioux game with me. Uh, had some beers and then went over to the bulldog and played some darts. Uh, not really sure if I won or lost. Can't really remember that part, but uh saturday went skiing for most of the day and then watched the football games at night so it was pretty fun and then sunday had the fellows over again watch football and then we brought up my vr headset and played some vr on the main floor what is vr is that is that getting good now or are those are those games pretty fun oh it's a blast dude especially if you have a couple drinks i mean it it's a great time what 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 game are you playing on there so recently I have super hot, which is like a, one of the main ones everyone always plays. So time only moves when you move and then you have to like shoot the bad guys. Um, yeah. but one that I just got this weekend was called kill shot. Uh, it's kind of like beat saber guitar hero, but there's like a song that plays and then you got to kill people to the beat of the music. And like get through the level. It's pretty sick. I've seen that one. They got like the old western kind of style cowboy stuff. You're just dancing, shooting people. Dude, it's fun. You get into it. I mean, I was like rolling on the ground. I was diving. Like one of the best ones though from the weekend was a Spider-Man game. I I fell over during that one because I was just we were going from like building to building, and I just just took a fall. That's true. Like, have you ever tried to stand on one foot with your eyes closed? It's it's so much harder when you have than when you have them open. You're just oh, balanced yeah. and like you don't know where you are. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Can't wait to where like we get to Ready Player One and we've got like a rope hanging from the ceiling so you can't fall and you're just running on a treadmill. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be sick. That's what we we're talking about. The next step is getting those treadmills. That would be that'd be the no next. Need- Pretty soon, there's just no need to go outside anymore. We just got robots doing everything, and we're just on our ropes in our living rooms, just running around. So I pull up. So there's Google Earth on the VR, and you can go anywhere in the world. I give it to my buddy. He goes to Uptown and looks at our house. <laughs> you could go to Paris. You could go to 
Beijing, you can go anywhere, and he goes to Lindale Ave. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of those walking videos on YouTube. Like, you can go through Dubai or all these other different places, and it's like it only moves while you're walking in there, which seems cool. Like, it's a good idea if you like can't go out and exercise or whatever. You've got like 10 minutes, you want to just see something new, but to choose that location that you've seen a hundred times, that's a choice. Yeah. yeah. Person habit. Oh. I love it. That's unreal. Good weekend. Dusky. You're, uh, you're on the has-beens right now. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're recording right now. What do you got for me? Just checking in. East Grand Forks Greenway just got off the ice. We got better today. And uh, wanted to get your take. You know what? This is going to take me about an hour here. And uh, I would love to talk some strategy and talk shop about the East Grand Forks High School team. Uh, you know, I've been involved. I've actually let the listeners know I've been involved with the uh, team um, a little bit this season. So I would like to catch up with you and see how practice went. I love that. We uh, we did skills today. The boys got better. Nick Corbett's still not using any tape on his stick, so I don't know what we're going to do about that, but uh, he seems to be playing well despite of the fact that uh, he's got no tape on his stick. Uh, I'm sure he'll be listening in because he likes to uh, hear what you have to say always. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, that, the Corbett, he's, 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 actually a, he's actually a fucking good player. Um, but yeah, that's Recently, he hasn't been putting putting tape on the sticks. We've been we've been wondering, you know, who, who you've been watching, what's what's going on here. Um, but you know, teach their own, obviously. I'm looking for the player comparison to the NHL still that has no tape, and maybe I don't watch enough professional hockey. You're too busy watching UND or uh, high school in Minnesota, or obviously you got to watch from uh, Saskatchewan uh, AAA back home. But I haven't seen that player out there yet. I can compare for him. <laughs> yeah, no, we're still looking. We're still looking for that guy. <laughs> Doesn't put tape on the stick. There's no many guys out there that are putting up about 50 apples with no tape on their stick. Let me know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the boys miss you today out there, Ozzy. The D always get better when you're out there. So we'll hopefully get you back when you're not recording. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely get out there as well. And uh, you know, I've, I've I've been starting to feel good. I even uh, started. I don't know if my surgeon wants to hear this, but I started uh, working today. So. Um, I'm just a nail gun like that. So, did you give yourself nail gun of the week then? Ols, Ols gave it to me. I had to pay him five bucks, but uh, I got him on recording calling me uh, the nail gun of the week last week. So, Snub L. Pearson, the guy leaves the hospital, make to the rank to give it to yourself. But you know what? Uh, you are a warrior, so I'll allow it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dusk. I'll, uh, I'll see you in about an hour. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Bye. I uh, just an announcement. I just uh, I texted Perp to see if he was just around. If he if he's around, I told him he could pop in whenever he wants. So, love that. The listeners might be hearing from Perp as well. I will. We can listen to him talk about Minnesota hockey day and shit. But uh, I guess on my weekend, um, you know the the big bad Bulldogs came into town. Um, very very exciting weekend for myself. Obviously with the you know you got. NFL Saturday, Sunday, um, big games, and we got the Bulldogs in town. I didn't go to the game on Friday, but I love this series. Like, always have, always will. Um, 
probably my favorite series that comes to town nowadays. And uh, you know what? It was a, it was amazing because the Ralph, I go to the Ralph on Saturday and uh, the place is the place is fucking packed, you know, like, and these, you know what? They don't have a good record. Duluth doesn't have a good record. And this arena is just fucking juiced. Like it's, it's sick. It's unbelievable. Um, it's great to see, you know, like I, I was, I was proud to see that. Obviously the Bulldogs um, come out with the win there. Two minutes left in the game. Heartbreaker for the crowd. Um, great for Veach just to get that split there. Just two kind of, Kind of right now, sorry teams fucking just coming out with a split, you know, handshake, well done, you fucking losers. Nice job this year. Uh, but uh, no, it was, I uh, got to go to that game. It was Matt Green's last shift. Um, so, you know, a lot different, greener for the people, you know, I've gotten to know, I've got his hat on right now um, with the Max Foundation. Izzy Marvin gave it to me, but, uh, was fortunate to get to know Greener a little bit over the years. I've been watching going to the Ralph. He's been there a few times. Um, it was a little different than Ed Belfour's last shift. Ed Belfour's last shift was about four laps around the around the zone and went to the net and took off his jersey, you know, and had the Sioux jersey on. And um, Greener pops out, skates one lap, just <laughs> skates one lap at a very average speed, arms in the air. High fives the guy, goes to the blue line and just stops there. You know, like different guy than Ed Belfort, but uh, he's a legend. Got to hang out with him up in the suite that night. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of ex-Sue players there hanging out, having a good time. So pretty special weekend there. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then after that, kind of just went home. Um, had had a long week, so um, went home and uh, – Sunday, watched football, had myself a good Sunday, and then here we are. So that was my weekend. Um, but great to great to see the – you just love to see the fans showing up, even with these two teams. That's it's unreal. Just, it's electric. Uh, yeah, no, I love it. I, I hope there was some good representation from the Bulldogs up there. I know it's like a little bit of a drive, but there was no weather this weekend. There's not a lot going on in Duluth now. There's you know no excuse for holidays or any of that nonsense. World Juniors is gone, so all the stars are there, if you want to call them that, for these two squads and what they've done this year. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's my favorite series of the year for sure. Um, there's just not quite as much animosity or hatred or whatever you want to call it with any of the other squads in the NCC right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out. It's better than I expected coming out with a, a full win, not even in overtime, especially for the Bulldogs. Um, I tweeted it out. It's really fun to be on the other side of a defensive zone turnover for once in my life. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, good, good weekend series for sure. Gage, Gage, how was the energy? Was it like old school hockey again, or, or were these teams playing a little differently? Were they, you know, tiptoeing? Uh, no, no, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a hard fought game. I mean, both games were, and. Um, I watched the fir- the Friday night game. Didn't go to the game at the Ralph. I watched from my couch. Um, but no, it was a good series. You know, like it was it was it was just a great series of hockey, close games. Um, both teams, you know, have good good skilled players. It's not like you know they're bad teams at all. It's just yeah, they, they haven't had the bounces this year. Haven't played as well as they needed to. But 
both teams, it was fun to watch Spicer too. You know, I'm sitting there thinking like, and he looked pretty good. And I'm like, fuck me, you know, like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Grand Forks kid. Now he's, you know, he's taking a ton of draws for Duluth. And um, I don't know, that sucks. But uh, no, it was, it was great hockey. It was fun to watch, you know. Um, no, it was, it was, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. I always enjoy going to that rink and watching NCHC series. It's just, it's just fun. Like it doesn't matter what the turnout is really. I mean, if it's a close game, it's awesome. So um, yeah, I was happy to get that weekend in, but let's uh, let's move on to our predictions. Um, we'll do the college slate first and then we'll move on to the uh, Minnesota hockey day. But the, uh, the first prediction up here is BU pretty good team at BC, which isn't a great team on Saturday night. Um, I guess BC's okay, but uh, BU is minus 1.5 in this game. Who we got? Uh, am I going? Am I going? Yeah, you're going. I got BU. <laughs> I got BU. No, ex- no explanation. I mean, <clears throat> really, I should take BC. They're the underdog, and it's in BC. Yeah, yeah. I, I flipped. BC. Flip. BC plus one and a half. I mean, BU is by far the better team by far. Yeah. But, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, this is the easiest bet in the world. And then slaps you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. BC at home. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate that. If it's a home and home series, I almost always take just whoever's playing at home that night, especially for those East Coast hockey schools. And uh, I want to do that again. I've just seen too much scoring come out of BU. I've seen them put down really good teams. And I'm on the record as saying BC is not a really good team this year. And I've been proven t- right time and time again this past weekend with Quinnipiac, before that with Merrimack. And Call me an East Coast hockey hater all you want. I'm giving all the love to BU right now, but I'm going to have to put somebody down because of it, and that's got to be BC. So I'm taking BU, laying the points. Like it. Yeah, I got to take yep. BU too. I saw just this last weekend one of their guys, uh, Brown. I'm not sure what his first name is, but he's just been lighting it up. So I don't think BU is letting this one slip. I. It's tough not – I'm with all exactly on this one. It's tough not to pick, take BU for me. But uh, just watching that, <clears throat> this is a rivalry. This is a huge rivalry. These guys, they should hate each other. You know, it's 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 a little more than just playing an, another good team. Um, and I just watched Duluth and UND do it. You know, I, I don't know which team's better there, but they looked, you know, it's a rivalry. It doesn't matter which team's better. They, they're both bringing it, so – I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to take BC in the points at home. I, I like it. <laughs> Bold, respect it. Don't think it's gonna happen. On paper, it shouldn't happen, but you never fucking yeah. know. Yeah. It's all yeah. Oh, and I did want to mention this is. I like these minus one and a half games because last weekend UND's minus one and a half, and they're up one goal with five seconds left, and I'm watching. I'm like. You know, the whole time I'm like, fucking empty netter, let's go. Fucking empty netter. And I'm like, no, you don't you do not eat that puck. You do not eat that puck. It's, and then Jackson it's, Blake just rips it down the ice, full ice. straight in the net. Oh my Man, god. I jumped out of my couch. I'm like, let's go. I was so hyped. It's 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 the same thing when it's like uh the over under in an NHL game is like six and a half. 
and the score is 4-2, and you're just yeah. begging the team down two goals to pull their goalie, and you're just screaming <laughs> at the TV like it's the easiest thing in the world. Pull your damn goalie. <laughs> you can get two here. <laughs> I mean, it keeps you rooting until the last second. You're always, yeah. like, saying, oh, there's a chance that I could just dump this down there and, you know, cover the spread. So, yeah, yeah. it makes it a lot more fun. For sure. All right, we'll move on to the next one here. Penn State at Michigan. And Michigan is favored by a goal and a half here. And it's Penn State at Michigan. Yep. Saturday night, sorry. Saturday night. Saturday night. Beachy, you go. All right. Um, So to start the year, Penn State in the Big Ten against ranked opponents, they went win-loss, 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 win-loss. So there was a bit of a pattern there. This past weekend, they played Notre Dame, who wasn't ranked anymore, even though they were ranked the last time they played them, went loss-win. So they're starting to reverse it. We're going on Saturday. I think they win on Saturday. They're going to follow the trend in reverse order the rest of the year and end the year at 500 just in two, uh, what do you call it, a palindrome when it's the same forward yeah. as backwards? Yeah, yep. that's, that's what it's going to be. I like it. So, like so it. has got Penn State plus one and a half, or do you want to take a money line for the extra Aju uh, on there. Hey, I've got uh, uh, one more nut than Gage, but it's not that big. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> Love that. Gager, what are you thinking? Um, oh, God, that's – it's tough. Like, now, you know, if I'm listening to this and I'm listening to Veach, just what he said, I'm just like, God damn it, I'm hammering that. You know, so um, – <laughs> I'm going to hammer it with Veach. I'm going Penn State Saturday night. So, yeah, I was just a listener there, and I'm like, oh, yep, that's the one I'm taking. Yeah. Mace, what do you got? Um, I keep getting screwed by Michigan. No shit. And oh, yeah. So haven't we all? I really don't want to take them. Penn State's higher ranked, too. I'm going Penn State. And I'll take the extra sauce. I'll take money line. Ah, I like that. That leaves me with Michigan uh, minus one and a half. I would rather do a lot of things than take Michigan minus one and a half, but I'm going to take them Michigan minus one and a half on Saturday because <laughs> it makes it has to sense. work eventually. It makes zero sense. And at this point, I've picked them to win and they've lost, and I've picked them to lose and they win. So uh, congrats on your win, fellas. oh i love that thank you thank you all that's great (laughs) all right well uh we'll move on to the next one here sacred heart at quinnipiac but it's not at quinnipiac it's just at a tournament in connecticut um quinnipiac minus three and a half Well, it's such a rat line. Um, <laughs> see, here's the thing. Quinnipiac is great defensively. They've got a great goaltender, probably going to win the Richter. I don't know that they can score four more goals than, than Sacred Heart. If it was at Sacred Heart, I would be you know, hammering that line just because the new arena and it's going to be packed and this, that, and the other thing. Because it's part of a tournament, ah... Uh, I'm taking Sacred Heart, but I'm I'm grabbing every one of those points, and you're not going to take a single one of them from my cold dead hand. I'm taking I'm taking Quinnipiac. They're coming out buzzing. They're pissed off. Just got swept. They're a great team. 
they're going to win six nothing. Mace, I'm taking Quinnipiac too. Sorry, Sacred Heart. I'm I'm going QPAC as well. Seven one. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, you know, Sacred Heart is a respectable team. Just got a new rank. You know, I mean, it's. I, it's going to be tough to beat them by four goals, but Quinnipiac's a fucking really good team. Yeah, uh, I, I've, I've dogged them quite a bit this year. Um, I reverse jinxed them last week with the, the picks that I had. So, you know, that worked out for me, unfortunately, for my wallet. But, uh, yeah, I'm, we're going a different route this week. Yeah, I like it. All right, and last game, US U18 at Bowling Green. The U.S. team is favored one and a half goals. I'm taking it. Give it to me. I'm laying the points. I'll lay the full two and I'll risk the push there. Uh, I just, they have spanked too many really, really good teams. And the only way Bowling Green beats them is if, uh, who's their number one scorer? Um, Swankler, right? Yeah, I think you you might be right. If he scores... This is a college hockey podcast. We should know that. Yes. Yeah, we should know that. Uh, he's second in the in the in the NCAA right now for score. But if he comes out there and scores, you know, a hat trick or four goals himself, then that's the only way they're going to beat this team. I mean, the the U eighteen kids are just rolling everybody right now. They did lose to a D three school, um, so that just goes to show you uh, college hockey. Anything can really happen. But they've been flying all year, and they've looked really good. Respect it. Gage. Yep. Um, I'm going to, you're right. You're right, Veach. It's uh, Austin Swankler, and he's second in the nation in points. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good player. He's playing in the WCHA, too, just an absolute muck and grind league. Yeah. How many How many points are against Lake State? How many po- How many of his points are against Lake State? <laughs> uh, He's got 38 points. It says 20 of them were against Lake State. <laughs> couple, couple of 10-point nights. <laughs> He's played them four times, though, so you know, five-point games each night. <laughs> I'm, I've met a lot of I've, I've met a lot of good players from Lake State. Nothing against them. <laughs> oh, that's funny though. Um, no, here's my. You know what? Most of the time, I would take the under 18 team because they are nasty they're gearing up for worlds i mean they are so dialed in um that's like the best shape you're ever in in your life it's crazy but they beat a lot of these college teams because the college teams don't really fucking care about playing this team but a team like bowling green like minnesota duluth North Dakota, those teams, they could care less when when U18s come into town. They're like, we have to play these motherfuckers, you know, like, Jesus. <laughs> Bowling Green, I think, is a team like, fuck these guys, you know, like, they're actually coming out there for blood. So I'm going to take Bowling Green in the points. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but it's going to be a close game. USA doesn't get the open netter. Okay. Mace? Uh, ND to be... They've been beating everyone this year. I think before we started, we said they're what eleven and one against college teams this year. I uh, something close to that. Something really close to that. Yeah, they're I'm ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think Bowling Green is going to be the one to take them. I'm taking TP. All right, I like it. 
I'm uh, I like it so much that I'm going against you. I'm going uh, Bowling Green plus plus one and a half, um, strictly because of what Gage said. Um, most most teams view this as kind of a bye week. I think Bowling Green kind of needs to get some mojo going. Uh, they're going to have their their horses buzzing, so I, I think they keep it they keep it close. Okay, so you're not going to lay the points. You're you're going to have to take them with Bowling Green. I'm accepting the points. Okay. Okay. I'm just, the only reason I'm asking is because Bowling Green is going to come out there after a loss and a shootout win. So only getting two points against St. Thomas this past weekend. And St. Thomas is a much improved team, but they're still not what I would call, you know, among the elites of college hockey. So yeah, it it makes zero sense. That's why I'm taking it beach. Okay. All right. Yeah. I love it. And you know, don't get me wrong, like Bowling Green, they came into the year, they were supposed to be a much improved team themselves. They were supposed to be in the ranked, and then they were for a little bit, and then they had like, you know, an eight-game losing streak or something stupid like that, and then they went on like a six-game winning streak, and now they're just, you know, lost, you know, most of the points. They're trending downward. I think Swank Dick is going to come out and score three quick ones. All right. The funky bunch over there in BGSU. All right, I like it. I like it. Let's move on to the uh, Minnesota Hockey Day predictions here. Um, I want to start us off with the uh, D three game. Uh, we have a foot here: St. John's versus Augsburg. Um, this is going to be a pick 'em here. Um, no line, just pick your team to win. Um, does anyone want to start us off with their? Uh, yeah, I will. Yes, here. I will. Um, I have a few reasons I'm going with Augsburg here. First off, the St. John's Johnnies is quite possibly the worst fucking name ever. Um, so that's reason one. <laughs> re- re- reason two, um, uh, Mark Wick is uh, in that realm of the Augsburg coaching staff. Uh, so I know he's got his boys buzzing. Um, and then my sister is an Augie alum. Shout out Augs. Uh, I'm going Augie's money line. Augs Augsburg is 67 and 50 against St. John's, the Johnnies all time. Um, Augsburg was 25 and 5 last season. St. John's, the Johnnies finished 17 and 8. All right. I have something really embarrassing to admit to you guys. Growing up, when St. Thomas was still playing D3, and I think they still play D3 in a couple of the other sports there, but um, when they played the Tommy Johnny game, I always equated that to the baseball surgery and injury. And I thought it was like in remembrance of the surgeon or something stupid. So my dumbass just had that thought until like three years ago when somebody alerted me to the fact that it had nothing to do with that at all. So no, I'll, I'll eat that one. I'll wear it. Um, with that being said, I've got no attachment to either one of these schools. Um, I do know one girl that still plays for Augsburg right now. So uh, I got to roll with her. So Augsburg money line. Slam it. It's the, men, it's the men's side, but I want her to have a good time. Yes. Slam it. Yeah. Slam the money line. I'm, Where are these uh, ads available? I'm I I, I laughed at old say chirping the Johnny's name because that's funny, but uh, 
I love the Johnny's nickname, you know, the St. John's Johnny's, you know, like, you kidding me? It's unreal. (laughs) (laughs) What do they got a picture of? What's their mascot? Johnny Bravo. That's an all guys school, isn't it though? They, they, they got St. Ben's next to it or something. That's amazing. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, no, it's nothing against the Johnnies. I am going to take Augsburg in this one as well. Just uh, Augsburg's just a little more storied in the D3 uh, division. I like that. So we'll move on to the next one oh, here. Mace, Mace, Mace. Oh, has sorry. To go. sorry, Mace. Let's go, Johnnies, baby. Oh, I'll take them. had to do it. Somebody had to do it. Congrats, Mace. You win. Let's go. Let's go. I, respect I like it. that. I like that pick, Mace. Let's I go, Johnny's baby. <laughs> Let's go, Johnny's baby. Let's go. All right, we'll move on to the next one now. Stillwater versus White Bear Lake girls high school hockey. This one's also a pick 'em. Stillwater minus three. Ooh, tough. Um, I'll say this: it is at nine thirty in the morning. Give me the home crowd. They don't have to get up quite as early. White Bear Lake. Yeah, that's true. Stillwater versus White Bear Lake women's. Let's see. Yeah, actually, let me let me get some records here. I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit before I see it. I'm taking Stillwater. Um, we'll get that out of the way. Yeah, go ponies, Mace. Historically, growing up in the sure. cities, Stillwater is always better than White Bear. Not saying White Bear is bad, but... I've always seen the Stillwater white, do better. The white Bear Lake kids are too busy boating around in the summers on White hey, Bear Lake. I live in White Bear now. I live in White Bear now. Watch, watch Ols become a boat guy now. Hey, we have a head out to a lake, White Bear. Fucking go. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's already oh, ready. He's ready. Let's go, baby. In uniform. He's going to be part of the White Bear Yacht Club with the elites up there and just sitting smoking out on the patio and watching all the, the rich elites roll around on their pontoons. I live right next to the Yacht Club. I'm going to be a premier right. member over there. <laughs> Stillwater is ranked number 10. Um, their victory over White Bear Lake to start 2023. They vote. They vote scored their opponents 81 to 31 this season. Yes. <laughs> All right. Minus three. Let's go. You got takes to look. Oh boy, they're they're 13 and four, and uh, White Bear Lake seven and 14. <laughs> hey, home crowd, gotta love That's it. That's right. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of people yeah. out there. Anything can happen out there. We all know that. So, um, yeah, I mean, did everyone go there? I pay, Yeah, I, I went in Stillwater. I think we're, we're good there. <laughs> Move on to the men's high school hockey game. Hermantown, Nasty Jerseys versus Montemita. I mean, Montemita is typically pretty respectable. Yeah, let's um, let's dig into this one a little bit more. We all know Hermantown's cheating. and they're really Shut good. your filthy mouth. They play well within all of the established <laughs> rules, regulations, and otherwise. They've got far below the required limit to move up to double A. They've got two losses on the year. What what more do you want? Only one. Why of them are they not? Why are they school. not double A right now? Well, why would they? Why would they have to be? Their school size is small. Yeah, we're tiny school. 
And they, 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 with they recruit people. every Duluth kid. There yep. is. No, and it's not even open enrollment. You can't do that anymore. That's what they say. Oh, all their parents, all their parents just moved to Hermantown. Why not? Yeah, because there's jobs <laughs> there. There's a good economy there. It's not <laughs> their fault that all the surrounding Duluth like a five minute drive down the toilet drain. It's not their <laughs> fault that what, they what, built what, up Herman- a great established, you know, <laughs> living space for everybody. It's not their fault that the weather's better on top of the hill. Needle. Everything is better up there, and it's not their fault. <laughs> No, I mean regardless, you know Hermantown is 12-2 and 1. Even... I'll tell you guys this. Hermantown is 12-2 and 1. Matamidai right behind them in the rankings. They're 2 and 3 right now in single A. Matamidai is 11 and 4. So, okay. There's your info. No, no, Matamidai is Matamidai is pretty good. Yeah. Um so do yeah. so do I get to go? Sure. Modern you hater. Right there, no, wait. Hey, hey, I had a line on this one. Oh, what is it? I had a line on this one. Hawks, Hawks minus three and a half. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Modern money line. Hermantown is so much. Hermantown is so much better than Modern Um, yeah, they are. Let's go. Let's go with the normal goal and a half. Let's go with the normal goal and a half. And I still think I still think no, Matamita, yeah. I think Matamita, yeah. Yeah. we'll go that. Okay. We'll that. That's probably uh, realistic. Yeah. I mean Hermantown's only got uh five four goal wins on the year. And you know, only a couple of those came against double <laughs> A schools too. So uh, <laughs> uh yeah, they rolled out. <laughs> Maybe their best jerseys ever just for Hockey Day Minnesota. They're going to add them to the rotation. Hermantown is really? coming. They're adding, oh, yeah. they're adding those into the rotation? Yeah, I was talking to one of the guys that does the broadcasting up there, and he was like, yeah, they're going to you know, incorporate them. They're not going to be their first, and they're not going to be their road, so they'll be specialized ones. I'm going to go time out quick here. I just want to do a fun fact for you. Uh, Duluth East, Duluth East <laughs> back in, in 2012. <laughs> Came out with retro jerseys to wear uh, during Hockey Day Minnesota, and we got absolutely fisted by Minnetonka seven one. <laughs> <laughs> we got absolutely fisted. Was that before or after your coach refused to play Hermantown because you lost so much? Uh, because we beat Hermantown eight <laughs> two consistently in Pee Wee's and Bantams. They did get two against us. Wait a second! Didn't didn't Mike Randolph just beat? Didn't Mike that, Randolph just beat Herman? We're gonna ignore that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Thomas. <laughs> As a, you know, double A school, whatever. Uh, yeah, he got his revenge, but you know, he still doesn't want to play him. But anyways, yeah, I'm taking Hermantown. There's obviously no no line that you could put out there that's gonna make me pick against them right now. Uh, I'll ride for them forever. Didn't even really play there, so yeah, uh, I I just love everything about it. Call me a troll all you want. I don't think they should ever move to double A. I want them to win a thousand state championships and be the best amateur hockey team in America because they are already, but <laughs> all right, other people will see that eventually. I respect it. I respect they, it. I like their, they came to East Grand Forks. I went to the game. Um, it was actually a pretty decent hockey game. Um, East Grand Forks got some players, so like they can keep up with those guys, but Hermantown, 
oh, you couldn't really notice a difference from their fourth line and their first line. I was like, what line's out there? I don't know. <laughs> like they're just nasty. But they have six style. Their jerseys are nice. You know, their 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 gear is nice. Um, they just have six style. I was just looking at them like, fuck. They got nice uniforms. Like they look fucking good out there. You know. So. I, I will say, I will say, Hermantown continues to grow the game of hockey. Where Duluth, yeah. it's it's diminishing. That's where I think the biggest difference is right now. Duluth is closing outdoor rinks, and Hermantown continues to find ways to get kids on the ice, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and I've, yeah. I've said that for a very long time. That's the difference in their program versus everybody else. You can see it specifically from the time they built their outdoor warming shack and added those two extra rinks out there and made that ice time available, and the fact that those rinks are a central location between their elementary middle and high school where everybody just kind of goes there after school that's why they got so much better it is a clear trajectory with that as the the key piece there is the availability and ease of access to that outdoor ice and if other schools want their schools to continue to get better that's the model to do it and it's there's there's no argument to be made against that so yeah that's fair all right let's get back on track okay okay I'm 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 going with Hermantown. I think they're covering a goal and a half for sure. Um, they're just too. I think Montemita is a great team, obviously in single A, but Hermantown's when you watch them, like watch them on TV this weekend, that they're they're really good. So I'm going to take them. And I'll I'll tell you guys this right now too. Um, Hermantown is playing this year without either of the Plant brothers, who were their best two players last year, and they could be even better, which is a crazy thought to have. But with that added, um, they met Matamidi, I think it was two, maybe even three years ago now in the championship game for single A. And Matamidi was way below them in the rankings and ended up beating them. So it's possible. It is. It is possible. Mace, what are you going with? Um, Probably out of surprise to absolutely nobody since I'm a city boy and I've lost to him a trillion times. I'm taking the Zephyrs. Love that. Let's go Matamidi. Go Zephs. Come on, mate. Love that. All right. I actually had a double-A game as well here. Um, Hill Murray versus White Bear Lake. And what I sent – the line I sent you guys is not right. Um, <laughs> the line is actually minus two and a half White Bear Lake. Oh, okay. Well, I was taking the home crowd either way, the same way I did with the girls' squad. Give me the boys' squad at home. Even though they're playing the late game, it doesn't really matter what time you're getting up. It's going to be more in the, yeah. the time slot and the more familiar for those boys. I'm sure they've skated out on the lake there anyway. Um, give me White Bear Lake. The the Pios just just to let you guys know that the, the Hail Mary Pioneers are six, eight, and one on the season, and the White Bear Lake Bears are thirteen and two. Oh okay. wow! Um, in knowing that, my kid is uh, many, many years away from joining this absolute dynasty up here in White Bear Lake. I just don't think they have the it factor yet. You know, they don't have, like, the high school guy like, you know, my kid's father had, you know, watching and hearing stories. I'm going Hill. I'm going Hill plus uh, two and a half. White Bear Lake's just not there yet. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with Bulls there, too. I, I actually – I'm happy to see White Bear Lake um, with a 13 and two record here, um, and the and and Hill Murray with a six and eight record. You know the the private school fucking kids. You know don't mind seeing you guys suck a little bit, but 
that being said, I do I, I do have a couple friends that went to Hill Murray and I, and I enjoy all of them, their beauties. So um, no shade to you guys. I actually think you're probably beauties, but uh, just in the in the private school realm, I'm happy to see them at six and eight. So I'm going to ride with the uh, hometown or actually, sorry, I'm going to go with the, the pioneers of cover, though, on this yeah. spread. Um, I think they'll make it close, but I don't think they're going to beat them. Yeah, I'm I'm with right there with Gage. Wiper Lake's probably pretty good right now, but I don't think Hill Murray is going to give up a three goal game on Hockey Day Minnesota. I think they, it's going to be a tight one. Yeah, they are they are good, but it's it, is it an outdoor rink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Give give me Hill plus two and a half. Otto. Oh yeah. Otto, put the fucking right. roll on it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hill Murray lost to Hermantown three to one earlier this year, so you know we'll see how it goes. Three to one only. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Folks, how is Duluth East this year? Do you know? They're starting to turn their freaking wheels. I got, to, you know, I'm on their side um, more now than ever. Uh, my brother helps out with the JV squad. So uh, they basically came in there and fully changed the thought process of that program. And they're right around 500 right now, which is much better than they were last year. Um, and that head coach, who is my coach in Bantams, uh, he's yep. an awesome, awesome, awesome guy, and he's super smart. Um, it just took some time to get rid of some of the old habits and switch over to the new regime, but we're on our way. Yeah. They look yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit like East Grand Forks this year. Um, the record doesn't doesn't really portray the type of team they are and the, the, the talent they have. Um, which which is always unfortunate. I think it's just, you can say the same about UND and Duluth and whatever. A lot of college teams that don't pull it out. Not every year's your year, but um, I did want to. It is. I did want to bring up before we got on from the high school topic. I did want to bring up the Grand Forks High School, um, high school hockey and North Dakota high school hockey, just because I know there's a lot of listeners and um, I just wish those Grand Forks kids could play in Minnesota. Cause like North Dakota does not take hockey. You know, they don't treat hockey like Minnesota does. Um, and the North Dakota, the Grand Forks kids, and there's some in Fargo, they can just move to Moorhead though. And a lot of them do. That's why Moorhead's always good. Um, but the Grand Forks kids, you know, there, there's too much pride there between the teams. Like you can't just move over to East Grand Forks. I mean, some guys do it. Some guys move over to Grand Forks, but uh you can't just do it because you grow up playing with those guys and not everyone goes. So you have to stay there and uh, it'd just be so fun to see them. You know, they're kind of in the same category as Hermantown and Duluth where you can kind of move back and forth. And I know there are probably kids that moved to Duluth East back in the day when they were really good when Ols was there. Um, but they can do that kind of thing between central and red river. And if they could do that within East grand forks as well, um, the, the, the area would be able to put together a pretty powerhouse team every year. And, uh, it'd be fun to compete with Moorhead. I know Moorhead would obviously pull ahead, um, every so and on, but I think Grand Forks would have the, the greater Grand Forks area would have the, uh, the stronghold there, I think over time, but 
it would just be fun if you could somehow make that happen. I don't know. It's probably not possible, but it'd be awesome to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, right now, um, as it stands anyway, I think East Grand Forks is fourth in single A. So even, even without the the additional help from across the river there, it's, it's a respectable squad and they've, they've, been, they've had their own successes over the last, you know, four or five years here. Maybe it's been longer than that. My memory's failing me, but it seems very similar to like the uh, dynamic between Superior and Duluth, where Superior has a really good squad for Wisconsin hockey, but Wisconsin hockey just isn't quite the same as Minnesota hockey when you're talking about the high school level either, where if you took some of those guys and you put them on yeah. some of those Duluth teams, you would have absolute powerhouses that I don't know could be touched, but just because you've got some good guys yeah. playing with some not so good guys and kind of dragging them down yeah. a little bit, you don't get the same level. Yeah, we used to teabag Superior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I, remember, I remember we even East Grand Forks would play Superior in some tournaments. We'd always go to Duluth to play tournaments. We had Hermantown and you know, whatever Den the Denfeld schools. I don't know what they're called. Yes, Burp. How you What's doing? up, Burp? Burp. What's up, boys? Burp. Burp, you hopped. Burp, you hopped in on a great time. I was just talking. Um, if East Grand Forks and Grand For- and the Grand Forks schools could opt into playing Minnesota High School, we'd put together a fucking powerhouse. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you already uh, have you already talked about it all, or where you at on that topic? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of just was was saying um, I wish that was a possibility because you know. Ols was just making fun of Hermantown um, and Hermantown's kind of doing the same thing where kids move there from, you know, they kind of choose to play at Hermantown, but uh, (laughs) you know, if we could do that in Minnesota with the greater Grand Forks area, and I was saying we'd battle with Moorhead and obviously Rosa and Warroad still, but, uh, and Moorhead would win every once in a while, but I think we would have the stronghold. Well, think about it. You got all the kids from central red river. You got, all these grandkids on top of that you got any good kid from crookston's probably going to a private school in grand forks all the grafton kids are probably thinking about jumping ship and going to a private school 35 40 minutes away i mean it would be an absolute juggernaut at least in my opinion do you guys do you guys play in the elite league are you guys allowed to play in that oh yeah yeah. great planes How, how, how does your team do we won the year i played Pretty good. We had our, I think our Great Plains team had like Brock Nelson and some other stars on it. So we were pretty solid. Decent. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was just curious. I mean, also was about to chirp because he probably dusted the Great Plains. Team <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. They were absolute cheeks the years we played. <laughs> I think, I think that what, what year are you all? I was, I played in 2012. So just one year. Yeah, so you'd have been like yeah, a but, year year after me, I think. Or yeah, but Ols is Ols is pulling in Ols is pulling in Grand Rapids kids, you know, kids from Hibbing, Greenway, all these guys that are studs, you know, like that's oh, yeah. not realistic. That's at the same town, all right. The whole Great Plains team, you know, it was a couple of Rozo Warheld, you know, it wasn't the same back in the day. <laughs> I mean, if you think if you if you take a look at just like from our area, Ozzo, I don't know if you remember, like you'd have a decor of like. Dewey, Tucker Pullman. I mean, down the line, we'd have some absolute studs on D. Our D would but, be. But what you're not, what you're not remembering though, is what's crazy about high school is these guys back in high school 
weren't that big of studs, you know, like they just Tucker. developed into studs. Like Tucker was, yeah. he barely even made elite league his senior year. And that guy was like five ten. Now he's six foot three, two twenty five, three percent body fat. Like that guy wasn't <laughs> playing high school hockey. <laughs> yeah, Dewey was five ten, one sixty. The amount of there, you know, it's funny to think how good some kids are in high school, but how much, how much time there is left before you actually get to either college or um even you know the nhl it's just there's so much time left there like the road the road is so much different for everyone too like the development path is just like there is no right development path or you know there's no one size fits all it's i feel like if each of us told our story it would be wildly different to get where we ended up it would be yeah. I mean, Oles is probably through the USHL. You went development program. I did play in the North American League. I mean, it's just everyone oh, does yeah. a different route. It's just, and every guy has like unique stories one year, three years, 10 teams, one team, you know, no, straight no, out of yeah. high school, just grinded their way up. It's just everyone's different. It's crazy. That's funny. And we, uh, you know, the all roads lead to Wednesday night, you know, beer league. It's just, uh, it's just what it is. You know, it doesn't matter if you make her to the NHL. It's just all roads lead to Wednesday night. And uh, it's just a great tradition. I'm, I'm uh, excited to play some more beer league on Wednesday. Just, uh, you know, everyone ends up there. It's great. Uh, I'm just, I'm strapping up for the first time in two years next Monday. I skipped out. I, I pushed it off one more week, but next Monday is my debut in White Bear. Man. Are you prepared for it, Ols? What, no. what kind of shape are you in right now? Uh, miserable shape. Perfect. <laughs> I appreciate you asking, though. Well, I'm in the same boat. I don't think I could even step into a City League game and have the lungs or the energy to even get like oh, a I didn't. Oh, I, the skate I do on Wednesdays, it's not like a league. It's just a skate. A bunch of guys get together and you pick teams and you just play against each other. And for some reason, we started, we we all decided to go hard. Like one guy was going hard. So everyone's like, fuck this guy. I'm going to go hard. So we're all like just, just wheeling around out there. And I hadn't skated in like two, three weeks. And my lungs, like, it just feels like I have blood in my lungs. Like I'm coughing up. Like it's terrible. It's a terrible yeah. feeling. You guys get like that burnt esophagus feeling when you have oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. It's terrible. Yeah. It's like holy <laughs> shit, I'm so out of shape right now. This sucks. You feel Breathing like, you feel like a, having like an asthma attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perp, just so you know, I felt that way when I was in shape in college. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I, I had the worst lung capacity, I think, in all of division one sports. Ever. Ever. It was awful. <laughs> Do you think here's here's my question? Do you think um, you know if you're a guy who conditions a ton, you work out hard in the weight room, you skate, you bag yourself on the ice, you're one of those guys. Do you think you know there's people out there who just have better lungs, and it doesn't matter what you do, you can't be as better. You think that's a is that a thing that yeah, people I, deal with? I think so. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean. I, I don't remember. I mean, there's guys that barely did anything and they could just absolute haul during conditioning. Yeah. Some like the laziest guys you'd meet that did no extra conditioning. They could just jump on the ice and just like leg out a bag yeah. skate where me, I'm like small stride and lungs feel like they're going to explode. <laughs> Legs are quivering yeah. at the end of each skate. Like, and I'm like working my ass off to get in shape and I'm just struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Retweet. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of that has to do with how well your blood carries oxygen. And there's a lot that goes into that too. Some genetics, some diet, some how much you're actually exercising and stuff like that. Um, but if you're blessed and born with that, I, I think that's the best route because you can only go up from there. Yeah. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. I don't think I, I don't think and I can't speak for Ols, but I feel like we're on the same page. I don't think our diets diets did us any favors in college. I don't think the uh, Saturday Sunday beer regimen helped on Monday bag skates either. But <laughs> I, I had the I had just about the worst fucking routine ever. I mean, Jimmy John's was a block away. I had it six times a week, and we were getting free food at the rink. Like I was just <laughs> oh, calories. I didn't man. I didn't eat healthy in college either. I mean, you you did like a little bit, but your lunches and um, I mean the food they were serving us at the rink was. It was terrible for you. We were eating chicken cordon bleu. It was just fried like chicken nuggets with cheese and ham in the middle of it. Unbelievable. And we're all we're all just eating like three pounds of it. It's like that's not good for you. <laughs> Mashed potatoes and gravy after a fucking bag skate. After our games, there'd be fucking pep in the locker room after some games. <laughs> Saturday night, you walk in, there's red pepper grinders in there. You just dunk them in white sauce and just hammer them all. Played on the fourth line, had like nine, sh- six shifts, six, seven shifts, and you crushed pizza like you played like a triple overtime game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You play seven shifts and you go in there and eat more than anybody else in the room. Oh, the, the pasta. Like, I, I, feel like I, I feel like I earned like a huge, two huge plates of pasta after four chips <laughs> the, the best was pre pre-game meal you go in there thinking oh you know today might be day, my day i might get 20 shifts and you just hammer pasta all day and you get four <laughs> it's a special team you gotta, game, you gotta be ready hey, you gotta be fucking ready though you know like you gotta, you gotta make sure you're ready on the bench you gotta eat that normal amount of pre-game meal like if you're gonna play 30 minutes how screwed did how screwed did you feel when you the game got going and right away there was a penalty out of the gate? You knew you were getting like four shifts that game. Like it was over. when the it refs was... got, when the refs got involved early on, like you knew you could get comfortable. <laughs> that is such a great point. You get up and your shift's about to go, penalties called, then all of a sudden it's the TV timeout. And then all of a sudden, it's eight minutes oh. in before you even touch the ice. You're you're you are always up when the penalty, the TV timeout, or how terrible! How terrible is it when you hop the boards and the TV timeout? Oh, like, and you're just like, all right, now I'm, on the, now I'm on the bench for another six oh, shifts. They cycle right back to the top. Like you'd be lucky to get another shift. And then you look up, and they're I think they're at like. They're always at like 12 or like, I don't know what they're all at. There's like three of them, I think. And every time it just, it's like the perfect amount of time for the fourth yeah. line not to get a shift. Yeah. I used it's to, it. I used to love playing the games that weren't on TV. You wouldn't have the TV timeout. So you just don't get that TV. Like if you're on CBS, like goodbye, you're playing two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you, or you get out there for like a quick 20, like it's 15 seconds in a whistle. You're you're gonna stay out there, but then the TV time goes out, and you're just back on the bench. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I used to love the I used to love the uh, the end of the game where where you get like you'd step on the ice like the uh, I don't know if they did at North Dakota, but Walt would be like, "Per guys, guys who aren't playing, get on the ice." The guys that were playing would get to use the bench and catch their breath, and like <laughs> and I'd, I'd, do, I'd do a little twirl around out on the front and like kind of look at the crowd like I was about to go out towards the end of the game, and I just hop back over to my spot. <laughs> Oh man! 
I love that moment those times, especially or even even a D zone draw. You hop out, goalie covers the puck in your zone. You're just looking up like <laughs> coaches are like, all right, get <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> or, or the other team hops their first line on you, and you look at your bench, and here comes your first line after like an eight second shift. Yeah, playing playing at home is much worse in those scenarios because they oh, match yeah. the wins. So you're still, uh, yeah, <laughs> on the road you're like pumped, you get stuck out. Well, you're like, no, I can't change. Good <laughs> and bad because if you're playing a good team, you might be hem for a minute and a half. But <laughs> that's where the bag skates come in, and you're not yeah. good at those either. So you're just oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, let's move on to the college hockey talk here. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, just what's going on in the college hockey world. You know, we just had St. Cloud sweep Denver um, big time. Cornell sweeps Quinnipiac out of East. No one saw that coming. Um, great series, Michigan versus Minnesota down down in the, uh, the cities there. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. I did want to mention to Perp, we, uh, we've got the uh, – We've all got the NTDP beating Bowling Green, who is leading the CCHA right now. Yeah. Um, yep. So, well, I have Bowling Green too, but we all, we I have Bowling Green too, but I I still think NTDP pulls it out. But what do you have to say about the CCHA right now? Do you have any thoughts? Like, what's going on with the with the league right now? We got Bowling Green leading the league. They're fourteen and thirteen. Um, your your Northern Michigan uh, cats are 500 right now. What's what's going on out, out in the uh, UP, and what do you think about that? Yeah, so the CCHA, it's kind of – I don't think it's – I think we talked about it before. I, I think it's somewhat down of a year for them. They don't have the, the one team that's kind of like they've had in the past where Mankato was kind of always at the top of the standings and Tech was for years before that. I think it's kind of just like a mosh, but I think actually – I don't. I could be wrong. I'd have to look at the pairwise, but I think Mankato and Tech both actually creeped into the top fifteen in the pairwise. I'd have to check those numbers. Fourteen right now. Yeah, I think I saw that, and um, I don't know. It's uh, I don't. I don't know what to expect out of my boys up north, but I am traveling up there this weekend, so I could have a uh, different perspective after seeing the Cats take on the Huskies this weekend in the UP. But. Um, yeah, as far as CCHA goes, I think it's wide open as far as who could win that conference in a tournament or, you know, even the regular season. I don't know how tight it is. I could pull it up real quick and just take a look. But, I mean, it's probably going to come down to the same old, you know, Mankato, Tech in the mix. But Midgey's always a tough out, even though the Cats just dummied them on Saturday night. Um, you know, but always look out for the Cats, though, right? That's kind of what they say. <laughs> Is that is that the old saying about the CCHA? Never count ca- never count the cats out and always look out <laughs> playoff time. Is that- <laughs> I, I've actually heard that uh, just through the grapevine a couple times. Just people saying that. Um, I didn't- <laughs> it's just an old it's just an old saying. It doesn't mean it's true, but I think people say it. Never count the cats out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 should have, I should have a better uh, better uh, idea of what the league's looking like after I go up to Marquette this weekend. So maybe yeah, have them actually, back on and I'll report. I'll report that back. Actually, that actually sounds like a hell of a time getting up there and uh, getting on the old the old stopping grounds. Are you going to go back to like the 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 same places you went to when you were at school oh. there, or what? Oh yeah, I got a whole itinerary. I haven't been back there in five years, so it could be a different look, but. Um, 
yeah, I got a whole itinerary. I'm probably gonna have to stop by a couple of the college bars and see if I still got it. But um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see if it's still the same. I I feel like they probably roll the red carpet out for a guy like me, but they probably don't know I'm coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> Veach, yeah, what do you think about this league right now, the CCHA? Um, we've got Bowling Green. They're they're in first place in the CCHA. I know, I know they don't have the best record, but right, yeah, I on? mean they're 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 number one in the CCHA right now, but they're like twenty five or twenty six in the pairwise. They're well below Tech and uh, Minnesota State, and then Bemidji is right behind them there too. I think any one of those four has a really good shot, and I think they've got like the favorite odds. But like you just mentioned, I mean, Northern Michigan, they've got some scoring power and they might not have the best defensive scheme this year or goaltender. But if, if they get on a scoring spree and get hot, there's no stopping a team like that when you've got the momentum in your conference tournament. So, yeah, I think any one of those five teams, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I expect to see Tech and Minnesota State just the way that they have been playing and you know being a little bit more consistent than the other ones. But if you told me that any one of those five won that conference tournament, it would not shock me in the least. The The ones that would surprise me, obviously, uh, St. Thomas or the biggest surprise right now would be Lake State. Um, I, I don't <laughs> think that they've got a shot if we're being completely frank and honest. But but yeah, the, the rest of them in there, it's, uh, it's a pretty close race. And like yep. you mentioned, I, I think we could see quite a bit of turnover and, and shuffling going on the last couple of weeks here. What a, yeah, let's, what, what a tough draw it's going to be for whoever pulls the CCHA champion in the tournament because it's always a grind. Those teams are always just a grind. That'd be a miserable matchup. Your first game in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, UMD, they played Michigan tech to start the tournament last year. And, you know, I think the Michigan tech Hobie favorite or whatever um, ended up getting a five in a game in the first period. And so he was out right away and that kind of took all the wind out of their sails. Not that I think UMD would have lost to him anyway, but uh, it was still a close game. Uh, I think they only ended up winning by two. I think that everybody from any one of those schools knows that they've got to put in a little bit more effort. They might not have the level of uh, talent on paper that some of these other schools have, but they're used to just grinding it out anyway. So I, I think it's always going to be a good game. I can tell you from from playing in that league that when you go from playing in the CCHA, like a game, like say you come from a Bemidji State, then you go play – not ne- not necessarily an NCHC team, but a Big Ten team or a team from like another conference. The game is so much different as far as like when you when you go say you play Bemidji State, then you go play Wisconsin. There's so much more time. Like you're not getting hit. It's not physical. It's back and forth. And if you have a decent defensive scheme and you're physical against some of those non-physical high flying teams, you can really catch some of those young kids completely off guard, and they can just be shocked into a game. I think you saw it with. Bemidji State in Wisconsin a few years ago. Wisconsin was kind of flying high. They had some pretty skilled players, and Caulfield was on that team in yep. the NCAA tournament. And Bemidji went in, and everyone was like, you know, I you see all these brackets people make, and everyone was picking Wisconsin. Everyone was picking Wisconsin. And I'm sure some people took Bemidji, but I remember thinking I would actually put real money on Bemidji winning that game, just knowing the type of team Bemidji is and how hard they play. And I don't think Wisconsin playing a – big 10 schedule was ready for that type of physical game for and sure. you know you have 24 25 year olds you know playing in their last college hockey games hoping to get a shot at pro against 18 19 year old kids who you know maybe don't even know what it's all about at that point so 
Yeah, like you said, like it's a it's a it's a different uh, different type of conference, different style of play. But anybody who draws them in a tournament, definitely, uh, you're not going to get an easy out. I mean, you may end up winning by three, four goals if you know if you get ahead and whatever. But I mean, it's going to be a physical game, and you're going to feel it <laughs> when you play a CCHA team. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think Caulfield in his time there, specifically referencing that tournament, I don't think he played a trap defense or a trap scheme no. at all. In no. college, and if, you, and if you've never year. and if you've never been funneled at the blue line at the red line, like that, <laughs> you really don't know how to get by it. I mean, I remember. I mean, even for us, like we were when I played, it was always a little. You felt like we were a little more skilled than like Bemidji State, but like you could not get past their blue line without getting a check finished on you or hit. CBS like, line couldn't to, even get through those fuckers. Like, no, you had to, you had to put it you had to put it behind them. And then if you did win a puck race or game possession, it was going to be like every time you touched it down there, you were getting a heavy body every single time. I mean, you didn't leave those games. I mean, not to talk about myself too much, but my right shoulder is from Bemidji. My torn labrum is a Bemidji game. So, I mean, those guys are, they're heavy and physical and not fun to play. I can tell you that. Yeah. um, Well, that's good for the CCHA. Thanks for the, it's good to get the CCHA some attention. Let's the uh, let's talk some big dogs here for a little bit. Uh, the NCHA. <laughs> no, no, I just said that as a joke. No, but we'll get on to the NCHA here. I just kind of want to. I always I always like this time of year. Um, it seems you know, and and I love Saint Cloud. I'm a Saint Cloud fan. I like what they do with their program, their organization. But that being said, recently in the past, you know, history shows um, they're first in the they're first in the conference right now. Yep. Is that is that coming yet again? You know, like they're obviously the powerhouse in the conference is swept Denver. Um, You know, like, are they going to choke once again or is this the team? I have my doubts and it's only because of the history, but also this team has had some astounding losses this year. They've lost to Miami. They've lost to Bemidji. They've lost to some people that are just frankly, you know, way worse than them from a talent standpoint, from a size standpoint, from like everything on paper. Um, They've got a great goaltender. Uh, They've got, I think they stole him from Colorado college. If I remember right. Um, through the transfer portal and they've got, you know, those fins are still there and they've got Crookshank from Minnesota. So, I mean, they have enough talent and they've got enough size and experience and whatever it takes to be there. Um, but they just find a way to lose those surprise games every single time. And it, I don't know how you get away from it until it just happens. So let, until let they me, win it all, I'm going to bet against it. Let, let me ask you this. Do you think playing on that big sheet for half of their games and then going into the tournament where everybody has to play on a small sheet. Do you think how big, how big of a, they don't even, they don't even have, they don't even have an NHL sized practice rink. Yeah. It's a, it's an Olympic size. That's yes. That has something to do with that. I think, I mean, I would think it has to like speculating obviously, but yeah, for sure. If I'm a coach, I'm thinking that for sure. I'm like, we got to get an NHL sized practice rink in here. I might have to. I might have to text Brett Larson and you know tell him to give me some pads and a jersey. Bring back I the old Sioux City. Bring back the old Sioux City <laughs> days. That guy used to play me like a horse. Here's here's a question. Here's a question for you all. How long? How long would you need to train to step back out on that ice and play ten minutes in a college D one game? 
I could do it today. <laughs> the, the only the only reason I say that ten minutes ten minutes that's essentially my time. That's essentially what I played in college. Your hands are not what they were when you were playing. They don't have to be. What am I a fourth line ten minute Am I playing net front? I promise you, I could stand net front and do exactly what I did in college. He's got more size now than he did. You could not. You were fucking good with the puck, breaking it out. You're not getting minutes if you can't break the puck out. You guaranteed him 10. Gage, I I asked you to come. Yeah, I'm asking how long it takes for him to train to get to the point where he earns 10 minutes on the team. Got it. All right, fair enough. If I if I have to earn it and they're not just tossing me in, like I'm saying, if they toss me in right now for 10 minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I agree. If they, I, just, gifted, if they just gifted it to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying you gotta, you gotta like the coach has got to be comfortable with giving you ten minutes on the ice. Three three weeks. Really? I I also said three weeks. I had this argument in the in the Wednesday night locker room the other day, and I said three weeks as well. Three weeks. I don't three know. weeks hard hard diet. I, and that's the thing when you get older and 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 in your little, I mean. You just think a little more clearly, I think, and and it's like riding a bike, right? Like you just you get back into it. But maybe it's, I could, um, maybe I'm completely off. Maybe it'd be never. But you know, for, for me, for me, it's easy because I I can't get slower than when I played. I mean, <laughs> honestly, honestly, like Gage mentioned, my hands and like my vision and stuff, it'd take me three weeks to get that back. I wouldn't have my legs back, but it wouldn't matter because I. I, it's not like I'm getting up to speed. My speed is pr- pretty topped out right now. So I would say three weeks to get the feel in my hands, to get my shot back and all that stuff, three weeks. See, mine was my, – my game relied on a lot of skating. You know, you can't get burnt back there. Like, you got to have a lot of trust in the coaches to be put it back on D and given minutes in these games that mean so much. Like, I – it's tough for me to say three weeks, but you have confidence in yourself, right? And, and shit. But um, yeah, I mean, you give me I, three weeks, hard diet, hard workout. I'm fucking skating. I'm doing everything I can. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, now I'm, I don't have any fear out there. I'm like, fuck it. You know, like, I think my mindset's a little different. A hundred percent. If I were to be implanted back in the hockey world, my mindset would be completely different. Knowing the, knowing the end game, my my mind would be completely different playing hockey now. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose aspect. Like. But, but, yes. Anyway, back to – I think St. Cloud doesn't – I think Denver – if they play Denver in the in the tournament, I think Denver wins. Um, how, about, how about Omaha? They're third in the NCHC right now. I mean, when does that happen? You know? I mean, that the entire rankings in the NCHC is – not quite completely upside down from what I expect, but to see Omaha and CC and I mean, Western was kind of up there already, but they're outperforming what anybody thought that they were going to do this year. It's crazy to me to see what it looks like to have North Dakota at seven and UMD at six. That's, <laughs> no, no. It's like, that's, that's bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. That ain't okay. good. I mean, when was the last time UND went on the road and UMD went on the road for a NCHC playoff series? Forever. Yeah. Both of them? Yeah, forever. I don't think it, they've... Or even even UND and UMD. When was the last time UND did? Well, UMD did last year, but... 
Oh, UND has never been on the bottom side of the NCHC rankings or standings. I don't think I so. only remember one time as a fan dating back to like my little kid days that they were actually not any good or at the top in general. And that was like the first year in the new Ralph. I remember it was like yeah. Ryan Beta yeah. was their was their top dog back in like 2001. And that team was atrocious. Other than that, they've always been towards the top or at the top of every WCHA now NCHC standings, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Crazy. It's a different world. It's, I mean, it's a tough game. That's, that's what, should, you know, if you, if you just did it every year, it wouldn't be as appreciated as respected. People get a little dose of reality. Like, Hey, this is real life. You go through ups and downs, you know, like it's not all easy out there. It's, it fucking takes a lot of work, but to, Hey, uh, but hey, wouldn't you kind of expect it after a certain amount of time with the NCHC though? Like, yes. teams like Colorado College. You can't I keep mean, doing an egg Omaha. year out. It's too hard. Well, just in general though, you'd have to start thinking like, just from a recruiting point, like, and with the transfer portal being a thing, yes. guys are going to start yeah. going to the places like CC, Omaha, just to play in the top conference. You know, they have good years elsewhere and then they end up in, you know, CC or Omaha or wherever. And like, it's just going to make the league stronger top to bottom, at least in my opinion, it is. I don't know your viewpoint on that, but I feel like teams like the old days of like, there being like a real top and bottom of the NCHC might not be the case anymore. Maybe one team has a really bad year, but like all the teams are probably going to be fairly competitive. And if the they only, were in other conferences, the only be... team in the NCHC that surprises me since the NCHC started is CC. When we were growing up, CC was always like, "Holy fuck, Colorado College is coming to town." They had a good team almost every year, Our and house. they haven't. Yeah, and they haven't been good in a while. But there's that's the one team that I mean, they're fifth in the NCHC right now. So they're two they're spots. Still, they those silk tarps. New barn, New Barnes, um, yeah. Colorado Springs is unbelievable. I mean, you're in the NCHC, not a very hard place to recruit to once you have all the amenities, right? At least, well, you wouldn't think. Well, the so. school, the school is like an art school, so like no one wants to get a degree from that school, I don't think. But yeah, but people don't mind living in the springs, playing at a. Break. I wouldn't mind it. I, I I know whenever whenever we traveled there, it was pretty nasty. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, talking about the transfer portal, I mean, we already mentioned the the guys that went to um, St. Cloud and that opened up a spot, at least that goaltender for um, Colorado College. And that goaltender's had at least two shutouts against UMD where they put up 45 or more shots and he's just played out of his mind. And sometimes just getting that opportunity, you can do that. But, um, you know, what you had mentioned before, Perp, about people transferring to these schools because it's the the elite conference, like, you saw it out of um, Casey Dornbach going from Harvard to Denver, where he wants to play on that team with that talent in that conference and get the more recognition and have, you know, maybe a better bit of a better shot at the athletic side of a career rather than just the academic side. And it's exactly it's it happens every year. So I, I don't think that we're going to see it end. Um, we've seen it in North Dakota with you know, goalies specifically, but other defensemen as well. So I, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. One thing no. I was thinking about is like St. Thomas, that new facility. How much do you guys think that's going to help with recruiting? I mean, for sure, a ton. But how long do you think it's going to take for them to actually be like a top competitor in the CCHA? I'll tell you this right now. I don't think St. Thomas stays in the CCHA when we get five, no. six years down the road. I think they join really? because they've got all the money behind them. I think they join the NCHC and I think I, they're welcome. 
I think they oh, will. Yeah. I think they will likely join with Mankato whenever that happens. I think they'll just expand the yeah. NCHC and Mankato and St. Thomas will go in together and they'll realign something else or, you know, they'll figure already, it out that way. Yeah, we already talked about it. And this was a pretty big story as well. Um, I don't remember who it was from Miami, but he had some qualms with going out to Arizona with the potential of them joining the NCHC. And they're already going out there to play Arizona. They already go out there to play Denver. They're already going west to make all these trips. So I don't see the difference in it in having another team out there. But they seem pretty opposed to it, so I wouldn't be shocked to see them, you know, leave the NCHC and make room for one or two of these other teams. For sure. I mean, I think I think every, I don't know, I guess I don't know the exact number of years, but it seems like every ten to fifteen years, you see some sort of shuffle or teams move conferences or realign just based on geographical location yeah. or different reasons, you know. And I think it would make a lot of sense. I don't, I don't feel like St. Thomas playing in the CCHA. I mean, it's good for them right now as they get their bearings and whatnot, and. You know, and they, it could be a good league for them for even 10 years. I mean, if that's what it was. But with that building, you're missing out on so many great rivalries right in the city with St. Cloud, Minnesota, Duluth, two hours north. You got Bemidji. I mean, it's just another Minnesota team, right? So, like, why would you lose out on that? They're going to get great recruits. I mean, not even from Minnesota necessarily, but just all over with that facility, that school, campus. Like, it's going to be it's going to, they're going to be a player. Oh, right away. School, and, I, and I don't think with the financial backing that St. Thomas has, it's going to be, I mean, there's like, no way. Can you imagine, can you imagine, Hey buddy, we're going to give you a, probably a $70,000 a year scholarship to go to school here. And on top of that, we'll give you some extra money to spend on fucking food and booze. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to go there. I think, I think there's no realistic time frame for them to be a competitor but i think it'll it won't surprise me when it happens you know it'll be it'll be as soon as that rink is built it like yeah. penn state just like penn state they build that rink bam good team i mean it's yeah, just yeah. it's the same thing who doesn't want brand new facilities and i mean it's the same thing with arizona state you're seeing some of the guys transfer there too they they had to play in some garbage before yeah. they had that finally finished but now that that's, it's done and you're gonna see kids touring that yeah. on that campus like that's why You're the teams spend the money. That's why they spend the money there. because it brings it, it back in. And it's right back to the portal, right? Like all of a sudden you have, you know, a decent foundation laid and then you bring in one or two guys that all of a sudden make you a national contender in a blink of an eye. Like it could happen really fast if you have the right yeah. foundation and oh. you start recruiting guys now that you tell them, you know, by your sophomore, junior year, you're going to be playing in a brand new facility in St. Paul and like this place is unbelievable with this education, this campus. And then all of a sudden, you know, you go from being last in the CCHA to fifth in the CCHA and then you grab two transfers and boom, you're right to the top and you're a player instantly. Think of all the guys, think of all the guys that come into the Gophers and, you know, things don't go their way or that, you know, they sit out part of their freshman year and they've got that transfer portal. Where do you think they're going to go? They're going to go right next door to show the Gophers why they were, you know, it just, it just adds that chip on their shoulder. So it'll be interesting to see. And this, and this, yeah. another, another thing you think about too, is like, there's a lot of Minnesota kids that go play college hockey and it doesn't work out for everybody where they go right away. St. Thomas is a, is a, is a roadmap home, right. For some kids, like not saying that's everybody, but you play out East, you don't play a lot. You get a little bit, where should I play now? Oh, I can go to St. Thomas play in front of the family. All of a sudden you're, you know, a kid where it didn't work out at BC or Michigan or wherever you went, and then now you're back in Minneapolis playing in front of your fa- friends and family, right? 
hundred percent. I mean, that happened. UMD lost a kid to St. Thomas this past year. I think Ohio State lost a kid to St. Thomas, and they're both local. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. I want to go play in front of the people that I am I know are going to be there, and it's just familiar. So Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's – and, you know, you play – you know, you play for the fans too as a kid, as as much as you don't want to admit it. But you know, any place that's got a that's got a full stadium, you know, you're gonna to want to play there if you're a good player. Like yeah. it just, it makes it so much better. You know, like we could have in the in, and that's why you know we could have the Ralph Engelstead Arena here in Grand Forks. But if there weren't fans in there, no one would fucking care about that rink. You know, like what's what's the point it, it was like it was like going to the old omaha rink you'd play at uh where creighton plays basketball i forget what it was called but Quest. it was just cute yeah and it was, yeah and it was just 20 20 000, like seats in there and it's just like no one's in there it's like this is stupid like it's way too big Didn't they put curtains uh, up top too to block out the top the top deck oh, yeah, and, yeah. It was like the it was like it was almost like the Target Center. The Target Center for the NCHC frozen yeah. faceoff is sucked. You know, oh, like, it was ass. Terrible. Does it? Does it for the Big Ten? We'll move on to the Big Ten now. Does it do anything to that league championship that Minnesota just wins it every year? I mean, they're they're thir- they're ten points ahead right now. They're going to win it again this year. It's like they win it almost every year. It's like, does this does this league championship mean all that much? Uh, I, I think it still matters to them just because the other top dog in there being Michigan is always a threat just because they have, you know, the second most this year, but almost always the most NHL draft picks. Uh, Minnesota is very close behind them always, if not just ahead of them. But past that, you're seeing people like Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan State coming back up again this year that they're all kind of fighting for for a little bit and everybody wants to knock the top dog off and it's kind of going back to what we talked about with high school hockey earlier is if you've got a target at the top, you're always playing with a target at your back where it's just like somebody's always gunning for you. And it adds a little bit of intensity whenever that team comes to town, whether it's Minnesota or somebody takes it over in the future. Um, it adds a little bit of something now where it kind of, you know, deteriorates or deters some of the other stuff is where you have some of the lower teams playing each other. Like a Wisconsin this year is going up against uh, Michigan state or something like that might not draw, draw as big of a crowd because they're both, you know, out of it as far as the contention goes for winning. I just, the, the big 10 drives me absolutely bonkers because there's, there's opportunity to fill the seats and with some of those matchups, they just physically can't. Um, And the, the way the scheduling is too. Uh, I just think that there's, there's a lot of work there. Obviously football takes precedence, but there's gotta be some kind of way to get around that. Um, but as far, as far as the hockey goes, the big 10 scares me strictly because of the point perps brought up earlier. Big, big 10 is, is fast and skilled and up and down the ice sheet where if they come in into contact with some of these, you know, heavier schools, older schools, I just don't see a ton of success out of the big 10 because of that reason when it comes to playoff hockey it doesn't matter how skilled and it, it literally you could put up 50 shots and lose to a team that put up 10 like it's just it's such a crapshoot and i'm going to take the the older wiser more physical team every time in that regard 
you saw it in Minnesota versus uh, Minnesota State last year in that you know Frozen Four game where it was just Minnesota State had all of the size because they were so much older than all the the young talent on the Minnesota team. Where it was like sometimes you just cannot beat size and experience on the ice. It's it's like the you know the older brother or the dad strength when you're trying to wrestle them or fight them. It's like they always have the upper hand because they always know what's coming next because they've been there before. Yeah, um, and it's it's just really tough. And once in a while, you're going to see some of those schools just go on a scoring rampage, and that's how they're going to win those games. It's just a boat race. But if you're getting into a knockdown, grinded out kind of battle, I, I, it's it's hard to see it any other way than than taking the bigger team. Yeah. Um, well, we talked about the CCHA. We talked about the NCHC. We talked about the Big Ten a little bit. Um, we'll talk about the other the other leagues next week. I, w- I did want to get into our uh, our nail guns of the weeks and our candy asses of the week. So we'll move on to the fun stuff here. And uh, obviously the fun stuff is always brought to you by Butter Golf. And uh, we'll get into the nail gun of the week. Does anyone want to stir us off? I know I asked some people um, about their nail gun of the week on Twitter. I want them to send me theirs. I'm not going to read them off this week because I want to wait till I have more and more people know about it. So send me in your nail gun of the weekend, candy ass of the week, and I will read them off next episode. Um, but does anyone want to stir us off with their nail gun of the week here? Uh, we just got one sent to us online. Brock Nelson sitting on the bench right now, ripped out his tooth. I don't know what happened to put him in that position, but, you know, <laughs> traditional hockey guy move just right on the, the big screen there, pulls it out and hands it to the trainer like it's no big deal and – doesn't blink an eye, and I'm sure he got right back out on the ice and you know dominated again. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. dude, that's wild. I just saw that. Yeah, I just saw it too. Yeah, it just pops out as Jeff. <laughs> like it's nothing. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to go, who's my nail gun? My nail gun of the week is, is usually football-related because I dial in uh, to the football games on the weekend before these uh, podcasts go. Uh, I'm going – Joey Burr, Joey Burrow, um, going into it, he's missing, missing two of his offensive linemen. The the whole talk is is Demar Hamlin and how Buffalo is gonna, and you know that's an awesome story, and it's freaking great that he's back and and healthy and and moving in the right direction. But for Joey Burrow just to block all that shit out and then go into Buffalo and, and win that game. Uh, that's that just takes some some nails. So that's my my gun of the week. I like that. Nice. Uh, I got two ones. Uh, they're gonna be pretty quick. Uh, first one, I'm gonna go with. It's a terrible pick, but I'm going with Ezekiel Elliott for absolutely <laughs> taking one on my last one. I mean, <laughs> he hiked the ball, backpedal, and just stuck his hands out. I mean, I was dying. Oh my was, God. Do you think he was supposed to be involved in that play? Like he was supposed to shed a block and then it, it was just poorly, poorly ran. If that was what was supposed to happen. I think, I I think my theory on that also is why he hiked up. I don't really know, but I feel like in some crazy scenario, like they had so many people running downfield, he'd be maybe one of the last guys to get a lateral at some point. Yeah. Is my theory, but I don't know if there's actually like, was a drawn up reason for it. I have no idea. But I was trying to wrap my head around like the the logic of the play, and I thought, well, maybe you know he snaps the ball, and then like as it develops, he ends up with it somehow at the end. You know, 
phones it in, you know, behind yeah. the caravan of people. But that was my thought. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I mean, he just stood there and took the hit like a champ. Oh, it was God. hilarious. Oh, yeah. um, and then my second one, I'm going to shout out the Duluth club hockey team. Uh, one of their guys uh, lost in fantasy football or something and had to go in front of the entire stadium during one of their games and sing the national <laughs> anthem. And let me tell you, he did not have a good singing voice. But it was, it was so nails. He went up and fucking did it, dude. That oh, I God, could was... never. I could never. Unreal. I would die of shame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they just catch nails all over the place. He, he did it with a smile and laughing the whole time, knowing exactly what was going on and how it would be received. So props to him. And they're recording it too right in front of him. Like, oh, yeah. He could not hide. I got a quick nail gun. I just popped into my head here. I wasn't prepared with one as I popped on late here, but I don't know if you guys caught the end of, I don't want to say it's, was it Saturday or Friday night? Maybe Friday night's game, St. Cloud and uh, Denver. Um, our guy, Mason Salquist, uh buried an empty netter. It was his first goal of the year. Guy who's been on this pod, battled through some adversity. He had a huge five-on-three kill, a couple blocks in that game. So, so shout out to uh, Mason Salquist grinding through a long season here and finally getting rewarded. All the boys were celebrating on the bench. They all sallied like they just won the game on that empty netter, which I guess they sealed the game, but they were all pretty yeah. fired up for him. So that's a pretty nails, uh, nails empty netter from the other end, playing in a big situation yeah. there at the end of the game. Big time penalty killer. Finally got his goal on the year. So shout out Mace on that one. Love that. Great to see. Got the has-beens bumped there a little bit. Uh you know, guest on the show, friend of the show. Um, great call there, Perp. I love that. I wasn't even thinking of that. I saw that. I was pumped about it. That's awesome. Um, great for him. Veach, did you have one? Yeah, I got another one. Um, the Canadian Blind Hockey League. Every one of those guys. I, I shared it from the Hasbens account with the Nails uh, hashtag on there. Uh, if you don't know, I would highly recommend you go and watch it. If you can't read the description on there, uh, or don't have the time to, and you just scrolled past it. Uh, every one of the players has to have 10% visibility or less, and the goalies have to have 0% visibility. So these guys are out there literally flying blind. They're not running into each other. They're not running into the board. They're playing like pretty solid hockey. The the puck is much bigger, and it's got like ball bearings or something in it to make noise. They're ripping it around. It is insane. If, if you told me that this was like, you know, an oversized high school team, I would believe you. These guys are nasty with it out there. They're awesome. And I don't know how they do it. We talked earlier about how hard it is to stand on one leg when you close your eyes. And these guys are out there literally playing good quality hockey. So shout out to those guys. Absolute nails. That's awesome. When you see that stuff, it it makes me think Helen Keller is a little more believable. You know, Um, I've had my (laughs) doubts a little bit. Um, A a blind (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean you're telling me a blind and deaf person can read and write shut the fuck up <laughs> you're, i mean jesus you're telling me dinosaurs are real and all this shit now you're telling me a blind and deaf person can read and write i mean most americans can't even fucking read and write you're telling me a blind and deaf person can do it i mean Seriously, you've never thought about that? I mean, it's insane when you think about it. It's, it's like, yeah, okay, that's, that's, as, that's I, as believable as fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> just believe in one thing, just something. Oh, my God. Uh, 
<laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that up. No, that's that's nails. Those guys. Yeah. Uh, I got great, another quick great. one. Yeah. Uh, I think Cole Smith got his first NHL goal oh, this yeah. week. Shout out to him. Yeah. Bench was going crazy. Love that. Shout out to Smitty. I know Smitty's agreed. I know Smitty's agreed to come on, so we'll get him on sometime. Um, I'm sure he's going to get asked by a bunch of guys now, but uh, yeah, great call, Mace. I'll, I'll start with mine here. Uh, I, as always, mine are very random, just stuff I saw, but I'm going to shout out a girl named Sarah Rector from Oklahoma. Um, she was a multimillionaire back in the day, being an oil baron. She was a multimillionaire by the age of 18, okay? She's an African-American woman in Oklahoma back in the – fuck, way back in the day, you know, when it's – you know, sorry to say it, but when it wasn't as great to be an African-American in America as it is now. So she's she, – she becomes a multimillionaire, learns how to like – she's a very smart girl, learns how to basically drill for oil and starts selling it. Um the state of Oklahoma declared her as a white person away the all the way back in the day. So the state declared her as a white person. I mean, if that's not nails, I mean that's like the nails most nails thing I've ever heard in my life back in the day. So I had to shout her out. I mean, that's just wild history for you guys, but bet you didn't know about that. Now you do. I honestly um, don't even know what you just said there, Gabe. <laughs> you, I better wrap my brain around what you just said. It's true. I, I, read, I don't know I if you it. just made this up. You we were you were talking about how believable Helen Keller and Santa Claus are, and <laughs> I don't know what I kind mean, of story. Read, you're pick up, up a history book. This is how it was. You know, I mean, that's that's just I I I was I didn't live back in the day. It's just how it was. Hey, shout uh, out to her for being a successful businesswoman yes. for both the minority and women and everything else that she's yeah, a, I mean, a pioneer. If you think, for, if you think of what happy. it took, if you think about what it took for like even her being a woman and African American at the time in Oklahoma, I mean, for that sequence of events to happen, I mean, that's just insane. I respect um, it. Yeah. So I'll move on to my next one now. UFC fighter I watched. I, I don't. I didn't get the guy's name, but I'm watching this on Twitter. He, he's uh, he's ground and pounding this guy. He knocks the guy's mouth guard out. He stops, grabs the guy's mouth guard, puts it back in his mouth, and continues to TKO him. So um, oh, that is fucking nails. <laughs> it's he also, grabbed the mouth guard, shoved it back in his mouth, and kept just. It's like good sportsmanship and like humiliating for the guy on the ground. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely humiliating. But it's oh, also like, here, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Like, <laughs> Again. you better have this in. Like, <laughs> I don't want to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my next one here was, uh, it was a quarterback. His, his last name was Leftwich. I didn't, I, I didn't look this one up, but Byron I Leftwich. saw the. I saw the video. I think it might have been Byron Leftwich. I, I don't know. Was he a quarterback back in was the day? Old? Yeah, played for the Jags. Yeah. He's the OC for the Bucks, or maybe the head coach now. Well, I don't. I don't know if it was him, but he, this guy was playing for Marshall in college football. But they, I saw it after uh, Mahomes injured his ankle. This guy was playing for Marshall, so that it's like there's like two minutes left in the game. He'd throw a pass. And he'd complete it, and they'd have to run up and, like, hurry up offense. The offensive line would have to carry him to the next play because he couldn't move his ankle. <laughs> that's that's Byron Leftwich. I just looked it up. He played for Marshall. He's the OC for the Bucks. He was a, oh, 
It's so funny. He throws like a 60-yard pass, and the offensive line is just carrying him 60 yards down the field, and he's just sitting there like this. Just... And then you, they plop him down and just catches another one, throws another pass. Like, I've never so seen that. Funny. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to look up that video. But actually... I had a show. I just showed him out. Obviously, I had Al Pearson. Um, Dusky already mentioned him. And then my last one was I saw a guy transporting a full bee colony with uh, the queen bee in his in his fist. I don't know, like, it's just absolutely ridiculous if you see the video. You're just walking through the middle of a town with a bee colony on his arm, and they're just all sitting there, and he's just, like, talking to people. Like, it's nuts. Who do you follow? Who do you – I know you get all these from Twitter. Who are you following where you see all this stuff? Well, there's a there's a bunch of different accounts. I can send you a list later, but – um, I don't know them off the, off the top of my head, but whenever I see a good video or something, um, I'll click on their account and see if they tweet good stuff. And if they do, I'll, I'll follow them. So that's, yeah, I get a lot of content from there, obviously. I um, I want to throw a honorable mention to the uh, slap league that I've been seeing around social oh, media. Shit. Every single person that joins that slap league is an absolute nail gun. I saw the one guy with his face like this fucking big and he won in like 16 rounds or whatever. Did you hear did you hear Stefan Diggs uh interpretation of the slap league? No. <laughs> yeah, that was so oh my funny. god. He was like in his like hotel room or maybe it was his house. I don't know. It looked oh. like a fancy hotel, probably just his house. Yeah. But he was like laying in bed and just being like just narrating the entire sequence of events, <laughs> like, and it was actually guy? hilarious. I was, I mean, you know, yeah, it was it was so that. funny. He was like, "Look at this guy, he's about to say <laughs> that was." He's like, "Guy says he wants to be guy wants to be famous." Well, you're famous. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, yeah." I don't know. I don't know what I think about that league. I'd I'd rather never see that stuff again. It's absolutely just ridiculous. Yeah, like they're just fully giving each other CTE every time they hit each other. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty um, and then we'll finish it off with our candy asses of the week did you guys uh happen to put any time did you think of any candy asses you want to shout out this week yeah Dak prescott is my one and only uh strictly strictly because i had the dallas cowboys plus three in the first half um they had the ball on the 27 yard line of san fran with like a minute 30 to go and uh he threw a pick which led to San Fran kicking a field goal and me uh, pushing the bet, but I didn't win it because of Dak Prescott. So he can eat shit and die. Love it. Agreed. <laughs> I love that. I love that pick as well. <laughs> that was a brutal, brutal divisional round game by a guy getting paid that amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. That, that brings in the conversation. Is he really worth it? I don't think so. I think Dak smells, but. Well, yeah, I mean, like, what kind of idiot throws it short of the sticks on the last play of the game? Just a yeah, loser I saw, move. I saw your tweet, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Cousins. I know I'm on the – I don't know what to think of Kirk Cousins, but, yeah. Did you, guys, did you guys see that uh, stat that came out today? I don't know if it was on Twitter or what it was on, but every team the Vikings beat this year has been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, or didn't no make the playoffs. Really? No team that has beat Kirk Cousins. I, I don't even think yeah. no team has beat Kirk Cousins has made it to the Super Bowl ever. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, sorry, that Kirk Cousins has Yeah, that Kirk Cousins has beaten. Yeah. Yeah. I just and it also to... came out that the Vikings have the most first and second round losses in playoff history. 
Nice. That was a stat that came out today too. So it was a good day for a Packer fan who had a down year. So don't don't so. we also have the most Super Bowl losses without a the win? Viking, the Vikings you def- are you fourth. definitely you guys definitely have the least amount of Super Bowl wins. I know that for a yes. fact. You guys yeah. are tied for that one. <laughs> Shut the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the Vikings are tied with Buffalo for 0 for 4. Buffalo yeah. did go four in a row and lost all four, so that kind of hurts a little bit more. That's but. that's worse. The, the, Vikings, the Vikings are fourth in NFL history with divisional playoff games played. But they lead in losses. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've played they all they're always a playoff team. We don't you know, that's a thing about NFL teams. Once you win every season after that sucks. So that's why like the Vikings never win because we always have hope to win when the next season. Yeah. And then everybody gets mad at me for on Twitter. Everybody gets mad at Trevor for being a, a real fan and knowing what our team is and isn't. And I get yelled at. Hey, so I'm on your side. Fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, does anyone else? Have a can. Yeah, um, I'll I'll make fun of basketball players again. This time I'm not going to make fun of children. I learned my lessons when people were <laughs> making making some mean comments towards me for making fun of the little kids out there. So I'll take it to the <laughs> pros this time. Uh, Dylan Brooks, candy ass of the week for sure. He's trying to pick a fight with Shannon Sharp, and you know all these guys <laughs> want to big you know act tough, but the second they get you know jawed back at a little bit and they they don't shit talk as well as the guys from the NFL with more experience than them. Uh, they just want to get him thrown out of the game. And, you know, LeBron James got roped into it too, being on the Lakers side. He's had people thrown out, but then he's going to stand up for Shannon Sharp doing it here. Just a contradiction, a living asshole. Uh, so basketball players as a whole, I have, and I have it, no respect for him. And then how many sports do you have a player, a star player on the court his dad is right in the mix of it on the court. You'd never see that anywhere else that there's an actual person's father oh, on the, the court, not even like the in the stands up in a suite. He was on the hardwood yep. going nose to nose with a NFL hall of famer. Who's in a disagreement or an argument with <laughs> Dylan Brooks, a Memphis Grizzlies player. Like it, it's just like a, absolute insane scenario that's why the nba is kind of nasty it's so nasty though because it's like the wwe like off the court but it's actually a real fucking game being played and they're nasty at it but like the whole like show of the nba is like so like staged and like just ridiculous like i'll see videos of kyrie irving walking around like kyrie and kevin durant aren't playing a game and they're just dressed up on the on the sidelines and they're just walking around the court talking to fans like chirping i'm like it's just ridiculous like they're playing the game and they're just walking around like chirping <laughs> yeah 100 percent. they they know it's a show and they make it a show and props to them because they make a ton of money off of it it's you know the men's version of all those bravo shows real housewives of god knows what county or country or city that they're, oh, they're yeah. sitting in and it's it's the guy's version of that like it is just drama and there's just basketball in between that's that's what it is you actually got to give <laughs> yeah. Dylan Brooks a little bit of credit in his interview. It was pretty funny where he calls Shannon Sharp a pedestrian. Pedestrian, and then, yeah. and then he and then he at the end he's like, "Hey, that's L.A. though." Like, <laughs> <laughs> L.A. though, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Um, Mace, did you have a candy ass of the week? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, first one, pretty obvious: the Vancouver Canucks management. I mean, shit's a disaster. I mean. 
Oh. I'm not saying there's a right and wrong way to fire a dude, but why is this shit so public and interviewers are asking questions about it? I mean... Before uh, it even happened, it was just horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's just embarrassing for the Vancouver Canucks. And after last week's episode, like, it totally opened my eyes and I, I, I see, like, it, it completely different now, so... Yeah. And, that like, for such sure. a well-respected coach, like Boudreaux, like, the players are backing him up, but it's turned into, like, this public saga where they could have easily made like a clean cut like respectable but it turned into like press conferences of you know people asking like impossible questions for the guy who's like just trying to save some dignity and do his job but he's facing the toughest media market there is or one of them and yeah yeah, just just uh i mean people give the guy i mean the gm and the ownership group for the vancouver canucks a ton of shit anyway i don't think they do a lot of things right but yeah yeah uh, my next one, I'm going to go with Fox 5 Washington uh, because right after Bruce or Joe got fired, they mispronounced, I think, every single person on the team's name wrong. <laughs> Didn't they, they call them the Vancouver Canucks, too? Yeah. Uh, How do you fuck that up? Were they doing it on purpose? No, it was... I mean, you could tell, like, she obviously like didn't know what she was talking about and, like... She was trying, but then like nobody gave her any info before, and I don't know. I felt bad, but I mean, you got to know mean, what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that not on her for not doing a little research before she starts talking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are the two I had to shout out. Um, yeah, I also had Jim Rutherford and and the Canucks organization for for the handling of that as well. Um, I also I also had uh, to go. I know. Um, Veach had Dylan Brooks. I had Shannon Sharp as a candy ass as well. Um, because only because I love Shannon and he's not a candy ass. I mean, he's actually a nail gun, but he pulled a candy ass move because, you know, he's on this undisputed show talking like just last year saying like, you know, as you, if you're a fan, like you don't say anything to those players, like they're playing the game, like you respect them. Like I would never say anything. And then he's on the court, like, you're too small to guard him, bro. <laughs> like, he told Dylan Brooks, like, you're too small to guard him. Like, talking about Braun because he's boys with Braun. And then Dylan Brooks, like, chirps back. And it's like, they're both at blame, but it's like, Shannon, like, you know, like, you literally just contradicted yourself. Like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, I mean, I love Shannon, but it's hilarious that he just did that. But uh, I had him. And then I also had, um, not to get political on you guys but i had the cnn reporters in atlanta who were saying uh the the protests were peaceful it's like the 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 line and like the reporters like yeah the the protests have been norm mostly peaceful and in the background there's like 18 buildings on fire and it's like okay you're a candy ass for listening to your fucking studio heads telling you like oh you have to say it's peaceful like just just report what's actually happening there's buildings on fire it's not peaceful <laughs> so um i just had to mention that it was just hilarious i saw it and it's like the picture it's like all right like quit listening to your fucking studio heads everyone's obviously you know doing stuff for money but every once in a while you might have to go against what they're what they're telling you just for the dignity of yourself right so screw, screw the media and politics it's all a scam i'm all right yeah, but it's it's a fun scam though. It keeps you interested. I mean, what else are we supposed to pay attention to, right? I mean, we're all just we're all players in the game. Anything <laughs> besides looking to politics, literally anything. Yeah. I 
if I see the news on, I'll turn the channel. I think the news is the most depressing thing on the planet. There's no yeah. point to it. Oh, it's it is. More. Find me, a, find me a cucumber patch, Gage. Three sets of ten. <laughs> Three sets of ten in a cucumber patch. Deep body spots. Read on it, brother. I fucking <laughs> politics. Shit is ass. It's entertaining. It's fucking hilarious. It's a. Yes. It's a. It's like a real life. Uh, it's like a reality show that's real life. It's entertaining if you if you cross the line into like being passionate about one side or the other. If you're just kind of in the middle, it's kind of just like a, it's kind <laughs> well, of yeah, just like a, oh, this side's talking about this again. If this you accept that none side. of it really matters, it's fun. It's fun to it's fun to join along, and I mean, it's it's fun. But I mean, I do I do enjoy your tweets though. I don't agree with all of them, but I do enjoy. <laughs> you've kind of turned into the you've kind of turned into like since Trump got kicked off Twitter, it's kind of like I just tune into Gage's timeline. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't I don't like I don't agree with all of my tweets either, but I, I send them just like May said. I should have a lot more drafts, but I send out whatever I want, and sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I probably shouldn't have sent that. I'll delete it. Whatever, fucking. You know, it just happens. Whatever. No, I actually respect it a lot. Twitter, I, yeah, I'm fully aware that it's Twitter. It's not real life. It's it's you know it's stupid, and people are on there like, "Are you kidding me? You're killing people by saying that." It's like, no, no I, I actually didn't kill anyone. It's I'm okay. actually being serious. It's one of my favorite things. Like, I see Gage gets on a string of like quote tweets. I'm like, I dial right in. I start oh, yeah. with, I start looking at the comments and yep. the replies. It's like. I used yeah. to do that with Trump when he was on just because of the drama, but now I do it with Gage. So it's like, it's, I will, I will, I will stand by that Twitter is by far my favorite social media. I think that shit is fucking hilarious. I oh, see yeah. so much shit on there where I, when I'm sitting on the can or something and I'm just dying laughing to myself. Some of the responses on some of these tweets are just fucking hysterical. Oh, I saw this one guy, you know, they always do the Twitter threads and they're like, They'll sit, they'll like have a caption and then they'll be like, thread below, like read it. And, and there was this guy, like, he's like, here's how to treat your mornings or whatever. And he like starts talking about like what he does at night to prepare for his mornings the next day. And he's like, at 8 30, start journaling for 30 minutes. At nine, you know, like drink 36 ounces of water and like start meditating for 15 minutes. And it's like, and then at the end of this 10 tweets thread, it's like, now, if you want to learn more, sign subscription here for like $58 a month. It's like, shut the fuck up, buddy. Like, this guy doesn't fucking do that. Like, are you kidding me? This guy's not journaling every night at 8.30. He's like, I have 12 kids, a wife, and I journal at 8.30 for 30 minutes every night. It's like, shut the fuck up. No, you do not. It's like yeah, those TikToks where it's like a day in the life of like the day traders or whatever oh, it's like yeah. there is no way you're doing all that shit cut the fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. hell the fuck no it's so funny oh i died laughing i sent one out i'm like i would give i will pay anyone a billion dollars if this guy actually fucking does this like there's no <laughs> way <laughs> um but no, I, I think that was uh, that was a great episode. It was fun. We got Dusky on for a little bit. Perp popped in. Uh, I got to talk some ho- college hockey and some Minnesota hockey day. Um, thanks for yeah, thanks I, for coming on, fellas. That was great. I wore my Minnesota hockey day uh, shirt because I thought I was going to catch you guys on it, but I got on a little too late. Proud uh, proud member of the Minnesota hockey day 2022 with the Edina Hornets. So that's a nasty. That's a, that's a nasty. Yeah. 
yeah. Perp wears Perp wears that out when he goes out to dinner with his wife. <laughs> actually, they, there there could be a last name on the back. I've never actually worn it. Yeah, yeah. Got a number on there. Yeah, C for coach. <laughs> yeah. all the, it's mostly just advertisements, though. So. I was gonna say, isn't this a frozen pizza brand? Yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, the founder owners of Bellatoria. Their daughters on our team, so we got. Oh yeah, of course, Edina. Yeah, probably worth a billion. <laughs> <laughs> we got all the sponsorships here. That's awesome. Well. uh Great episode, guys and, and listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in again once again. And don't forget to send your uh, nail gun and, and candy ass of the weeks to me. And uh, thanks for coming, and we'll see you all next week.